overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Well, it's been a long time coming, but the third season of Embarrassment of Riches is back. Hey, Laura. Hey. <laughs> Obviously, that has changed. I'm much better at introductions yeah, now. Yeah, you're very smooth now. Mm-hmm. So we we are back um, recording for our third season, but uh, it's going to look a little different this season. It's like, I think we should call it Embarrassment of Riches Unmasked. Unmasked, <laughs> yes. Or maybe masked. Something. Perhaps. But obviously, with all the stuff that's been going on with COVID-19 over the past, gosh, what are we, are we like two and a half months? We are at a solid two and a half months, yes. Ish, okay. Mm -hmm. Two and a half months of COVID-19 and shelter in place and social distancing. Safer at home. Let's just say them all. All, yeah, all that. New normal. These unprecedented times. <laughs> yes, new normal, unprecedented times. What else? Oh, gosh. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, throw all of those words in there. Um, it didn't feel like um, the women of our church would maybe feel comfortable doing the interviews like we've normally been doing because they're coming in and out of each other's homes. And since we're all trying to limit our social circles... Um, we thought we would do the podcast in a different way this year. Um, Laura and I have already like, you know, breathed our COVID germs all over each other because we're in the same small group and our small group has been meeting in backyards. So we've been seeing each other for a few weeks now Mm -hmm. and feel comfortable continuing. That's right. Um, so, so we're going to be doing this and then we decided we wanted to do the podcast kind of coffee talk style. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like now, I have not said this to Jess before, but I feel like now is as good a time as any to talk to your, to talk to you about your ability to do accents. <laughs> I love you. Thank you. But it's not great. Do you feel like you can say coffee talk? Um, I think anybody could do it better than maybe you, but that might not be true. I haven't met that many people. Um, <laughs> What she's trying to say is the reference to Mike Myers, the Mike Myers skit, um, Coffee Talk. <laughs> that you're really good. Why yeah. did you ever even let me attempt to say that when you had that? Because I secretly service. love when you try to do accents. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle always says that kind of sounds like a little bit German, a little bit Chinese, a little bit like Irish. I, I feel like it's an a Irish-Russian hybrid. Yeah. Um, is where all your accents land. That's, yeah. But, yes, go ahead. No, no, no. Okay, say, we're, we're doing a call. Say it. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> coffee talk. <laughs> or it sounds like 
Rocky Balboa. Uh, or something. <laughs> uh, we're going to do coffee talk style with people um, kind of suggesting different topics that we could discuss that for some unknown reason they would want to hear from us. You give, you give us a talk. Topic. Yes. We'll talk amongst ourselves. No, still no. <laughs> you say it. Talk amongst ourselves. <laughs> I'm not even great. I'm not even that good, but it's exponentially it's better so than someone bad. else in the room. It's so bad. I know. So anyway, we're also dating ourselves because there's probably like half the church women are like, "Who is Mike Myers? Yeah. And why do they keep talking?" I think most voice? of our listeners. Our tens of listeners, or tens of listeners, have an idea of who Mike Myers is because, and I love your optimism that you think that anybody like in their twenties is listening to us, <laughs> <laughs> or younger. <laughs> well, I'm a seven. Yeah, <laughs> optimism is your gift. It's it's my gift. Everyone's listening. To uh, us. And who please wouldn't? mark the time. We are about four minutes in, and Jessica Denny has made a reference to the Enneagram. <laughs> I guess apparently my role here is just going to be teasing you. Yes, well, we'll see. Anyway, we I think we've already had a great response from you guys on Facebook. If you know Laura and I personally, feel free to text us with ideas of things that you'd want us to talk about. We love the involvement um, and having you guys involved, um, at, at least on some level, with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So uh, today we're just kind of saying hello and hello hello from quarantine yes and and talk about how our last couple of months have gone that's right and i i wanted to just say i appreciate the people that already have responded to your facebook post um i i like to let jess do all of our social media presence it makes me nervous and she's better at it um so (laughs) i already saw you're better at accents uh, yes so it's pretty much equal you're a fantastic writer Thank you. Um, and I can say coffee talk. <laughs> so kind of a win for both of us. Um, no, but I love some of the ideas. And um, that was something Jess and I were going to talk about today is kind of just our personal goals for the season as well as um, as what we've been doing in these unprecedented times. Yes. Yeah, so we're hoping that by doing the podcast... Um, and hearing our familiar voices, it reminds you guys of uh, our years past where we've got to meet different guests. It reminds you of the relationships that you have at church, the fun that you have with friends at church. And if you're missing out on fun, lively convers- conversation that you get to sit in here and hopefully feel like you're part of this conversation. So that's why we're going to do it this summer, even without guests. That's right. And... Um, hoping to involve you through social media or if you guys want to text Laura or I or email Laura and I if you if you have our personal contact information you don't have to do it through Facebook um, feel free to do that we would love to involve you as much as possible that's right and I was I don't know about you but this time away from church has made me appreciate it so much more than I did I probably took it a little bit for granted but um that community is so important to me. So to kind of bring it back and, and to, for, like you were saying, to let everybody hear from us and know that we're still here. Church is still here and um, we're still a community, even if we're not meeting live together. 
although you and I are live together right now, we do not have the recording technology to do this over the phone. Yes. <laughs> Our engineer can only do so much. Sure. Exactly. Um, was that the funny goal that you were going to share? No. Dang it. You're calling me out. <laughs> so before this, I was like, hey, I need you to set me up with this question. I was trying to set you up, but I was like, <laughs> no, the, the, it's our goals for the podcast. Like, what are well, your goals? I just said them, and then oh. you were supposed to say the funny thing. No, that you there just was nothing said about that. what I just said that was funny. I know. Other than you telling <laughs> so me, I was just going to let you know that wasn't. funny. No, I was going to say <laughs> but that it heartfelt and poignant. Oh, thank you. Um, no, my real goal for this podcast is to be insta famous, which insta famous. I just learned that that is a thing. What's and insta famous? Right? Yeah, I didn't know because you know why? We're in our forties. Um. <laughs> Our 20-year-old listeners, let us know what that is. I know that shocks all of you. We are in our 40s. I know you were putting us somewhere around 32. You would be incorrect. Um, Insta-famous means that you have lots and lots of followers, and you make money from that. That is not really my goal, as I'm terrible at social media. And I don't like posting pictures of myself, but I do like well, posting pictures of my Well, and as good as I am at social media, I'm using air quotes. Laura and I had a conversation yesterday about Instagram where I shared with her <laughs> that part of the reason I don't like Instagram is because it does not highlight my captions, which I feel like I spend a adequate amount of time like crafting my captions. So I want it highlighted. That's part of the reason I don't. Um, do Instagram. And by part of the reason, she means a pretty big percentage. It's a pretty big percentage, but there's another part, and this is this is also why I might not know what Insta-famous means, is that it was about, I had an Instagram account for about six months before I realized that was not just an app to make my pictures look cool. I did not realize I was posting anything I just thought I was putting cool filters on my pictures. Yeah. That's the same reason why you'll be with Jess and she'll be like, Siri, call somebody. No, it's, ele- it's like, hey, can you call Laura Alexa? That's, that's what I do. That's right. <laughs> that's what you're talking about. Yeah. I actually have Siri in the right order, but usually Alexa, I'll just go free form. <laughs> And then just say Alexa somewhere in there. Yeah. And then she doesn't do what I ask her to do. And that you'll call Kyle like in kind of a panic because some other technology thing has confused you. Yes. And those stories are usually also very funny. What's what's there was a Saturday Night Live skit about Alexa. Uh, Did you ever see that with the old? No, because I I probably haven't watched Saturday Night Live since Mike Myers. Well, there we'll find it later. But there's it's like old people using Alexa, and it's 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 me. It's me. It's because we're old now. That's right. Um, Well, tell me, I would say us, but there's only two of us here. Okay. How quarantine has been for you, and how you have filled your time, and I really would love for you to share your insights with our listeners about how invested and uh, important learning from home was, your role in learning from home with your children was in this time. Okay, well, um, I have already, I've already shared with you, but for our listeners' benefit, yeah. I will tell you that 
this this has been a weird time for me. I am not normally a worrier. Um, I am a seven, an enthusiastic seven that is generally optimistic, and I tend to have an eight wing, the challenger wing. I um I but I've been leaning hard into my six wing <laughs> during this quarantine. Which we will one of our shows will cover Enneagram. Yes, so maybe we'll do not that know next. What that means. Yes, maybe we'll do that next yeah. to end the confusion for all of you who've been listening for years and never know what we're talking about. But the six is kind of they're called the loyalist, but I call them the warrior. And I, you know, there was definitely a season, a couple weeks in this early, you know, shelter in place thing where I was like Googling daily death tolls <laughs> at like 1030 at night, maybe check in a couple times, a couple six times a day mm-hmm. just to see send, where- send memes of a burning dumpster floating through water. Yes. Yes. And, and yeah, and then also, well, that my that the 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 dumpster fire through the flood is my as a favorite gift. But the other one has got Elmo with his hands raised to the sky, like why, why, <laughs> with an apocalyptic fire in the background. Definitely saw that a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I would say I handled it swimmingly. <laughs> <laughs> that was sarcasm. That was sarcasm. No, the other expression I think I, I told Laura was like, I'm constantly trying to quell down a low-grade panic. Mm-hmm. Which we've come to love that term. Yeah, low-grade panic and microbursts of shame. Yes, also a favorite <laughs> of mine. <laughs> so I was I was feeling a low-grade panic there for a while. I think, I, I think I've kind of turned a corner on that. And honestly, that was probably a couple of weeks ago when the shelter in place got lifted and I started to get to see our life group again. Mm -hmm. And so we, our life group started meeting in backyards. Um, Well, can I insert something really quick? Cause you do edit alerts. I'm going to do, um, a therapist note. Okay. Therapist note. Oh, that'll be your thing. That can be my thing. But you can also still, because the one, no, well, the one time I tried to do an edit alert, you made horrible fun of me, and I've never wanted to do it again, and it was pretty bad. Um, no, I, my therapist note is, I think that you turned a corner, yes, because some things started changing, but also, you are very emotionally honest, and you check yourself, and you try to walk the healthiest walk, and so I think you sharing about your low-grade panic and saying you weren't in a good place and being able to share that with friends helped you also. Because my tendency is to shove it down deep and until it starts bubbling over. And I think you see it and you may have a moment of just kind of trying to ignore it, but you share it. And that's a very healthy practice. Sure. I mean, I would think, I I would say that that also came from years of... um, ignoring my emotions mm-hmm. like like a 10-year time frame where I almost had like a mini mental breakdown mm-hmm. from doing that so I think now I realize like oh if I keep bottling these things if I keep running from the things that are making me worried instead mm-hmm. of like kind of openly talking about this is an upsetting thing mm-hmm. let me tell you what I'm feeling that's what I'm I'm regularly sharing with clients Um, My favorite thing to share with clients is that one of my daughters would, she was scared of the dark when she Mm -hmm. was little, three or four, maybe five, and she had a very vivid imagination. And so in the, not pitch black, but the semi-dark, 
she would imagine that she was seeing something in the room. A monster, an animal, something. And so we would just turn the light on and she would see it wasn't. It was her rain jacket hanging from a hook in her room or her dollhouse casting a weird shadow. And so that's what I, I regularly tell my clients is when we turn the light on it, we look at it, it's not as scary as we think it is. But when we leave it in the dark, it feels really terrifying. Oh, yeah. In, a, in the dark, in your brain alone. Yes. Because even if I can't make this situation super bright, I can um, drag Laura kicking and screaming into my dark with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, and, and having somebody there in the dark with you can be like, hey, we're okay. We're, we're fine. Okay. Yeah. And maybe let's let's turn a light on and look at it a little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, so I think that was kind of like my, my place. I can't even imagine. So I would say I was, especially that first month. Woo. That first month was, which even though you did share, I don't think I were in times for the day. I don't think I knew how bad. Yeah. It was. And you and Kyle had been through some transition and stuff like that, that I think, exacerbated some of your feelings. Oh, for sure. Um, That being said, I was telling Kyle the other day, I was like, this has been such an emotionally trying time and we both have jobs Mm -hmm. that we get to go to. Well, I mean, we're working from home, but that, but we have jobs that haven't really changed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I can't imagine the level of, I mean, if this has been hard for us who basically have been, still working our right. jobs now granted we're homeschooling children mm-hmm. and our children are home all the time and that's a difference thing but I, I I don't mean this in a way like you don't like your children but I was like but I like my children yes. but I do like my children mm-hmm. and I would say on the scale of like one to ten ten of one being like easiest kids to be around ten being difficult to mm-hmm. be around my kids are very easy to mm-hmm. be around they're like they're one twos. Yes, like, they are very. They're, they're the kind of kids that um, you'll be at a Christmas Eve service, and one of them will lean their head over onto the other one's shoulder, and the other one would not shake it off, <laughs> but will then lean her head on top of his head. That are those are your children. <laughs> no, sometimes, that's what Kaylin yeah. and I. Yes, yeah, sometimes yeah. Kaylin and I talked about that. Also, um, we were very aware of our situation and um and that that we were able to experience quarantine experience this time without a big financial hit um that we were able to homeschool our children and be on top of all the emails and all the zoom alerts and well you know i say all that's a lie Mm -hmm. that's a lie because there were definitely times that i was like oh dang she had that meeting an hour ago um but I was able to semi be on top of it and also like semi be a personal assistant to my children. When Laura says that, just know that the first like two weeks of quarantine, she was texting Annie and I pictures of all the Pinteresty things that you do at home with your children during quarantine, like the stained glass window chalk art and the Bible vignette story out of Legos. So, so Laura was killing it. And that's why she wants to know, like, Jessica, what was your involvement? That wasn't just like a, y'all might thought that was just like a general question. I, I think that there's a pointed, pointed kind of like jab there 
a, a love jab. Love jab. A, a totally. love jab, but a jab. Because, um, so that wasn't kind of, that really wasn't what was going down at the Denny's house. Um, so because I see patients every 15 minutes, I am on phone calls every 15 minutes all day when I'm working. And Kyle works more in a project-based kind of, you know, he's an IT consultant person. So he's he's working all day, but he has kind of like more flexibility to stop and help. Um, we are not certain that Lydia finished seventh grade <laughs> because the way that we handled that homeschool child was I just forwarded her all the emails that I received from the district. And hoped for the best. <laughs> Not sure what happened. And we might be having You were fostering independence. We were, but we might be needing to have a conversation with her about, like, honesty. I'm using air quotes because I'm pretty sure she never did her athletics. So, side note, <laughs> I... And, and if, on the off chance, there is a 7th grader listening to this podcast... You can always tell me anything, and I won't share it on a podcast. However, this one time, I will say that in our Zoom small group gatherings with the seventh graders, um, Lydia said very confidently that she finished homeschool by Tuesday every week, and I totally believe her, so I think she was on top of it. Yes, except I don't think she did any of her athletics workouts. She may have. Maybe. I'm not sure when that was happening. But again, I was locked in my room. So who who's to say? But it sounds like, per Laura, she may have finished seventh grade. I believe she did. Okay. I feel confident that Lydia Denny, your daughter, finished what she needed well, there to finish. Well, there was a reason why I felt like I could offload that task, like by just forwarding her the email. So, so. the other day... Oh, let me oh, well, I was just going to say, since things lifted and we have felt more comfortable um, getting together as families, we were swimming and with like our families were and you were watching um, as I was going through a goggle debacle with my children. (laughs) And you said, I established very early on that my children would deal with their own goggles and I would have nothing to do with it. And watching you do this is very affirming that I made the right choice. (laughs) And I thought there is something to that, (laughs) but it's too late now. (laughs) It was, but yeah, it was funny because we were, we we were swimming with uh, Annie too. And, uh, and it was funny because it's like, there's, 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 there's the goggle moms, and then there's the moms that are never approached with goggles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, you're a non-goggle. I'm mom. a non-goggle mom. I don't do goggles. We either. But that means you can forward emails later to your seventh grader. <laughs> it does. And she does, does it. it. Yeah. Now that being said, I did purchase goggle straps that my kids could, at age three, adjust themselves. Mm-hmm. So like I that that. It wasn't just like I was like, you figure out those ones that I can't even figure Get out. Get the chlorine in your eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, our, there is some level of I do want them to be able to swim without goggles. But I did get the special straps that they could do themselves. That's, And I did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Because You're going to need to send me because that Amazon I, link. I will. Because I want to have a mini stroke trying to adjust goggles mm-hmm. 
I, that's low grade. I, I, it's no, it's low grade them. panic for me, but it's worse to hear the whining fallout. But I derailed you. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. So we finished Lydia. The you other. I think you finished Lydia. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Kyle, because of the nature of what I do, was really the homeschool parent for Hank. And so it felt like, I don't know if this was anybody else's experience, but it felt like 10 minutes of work and then 20 minutes of figuring out how to turn in the work on 17 different formats. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was challenging. Kyle, about a weekend, approached me and he was like, Jess, you're really better at organizing things than I am. Can you kind of create a schedule for Hank? Please tell me you did that for him. No, this is what I said to him. He said, can you kind of create a schedule for Hank so that it's like just easier for us to like kind of find a rhythm for the day for him. And I'm just, I wish that I had the edit. I wish that this was live and it was like Facebook live kind of thing where you could see our faces and whatever. And then I would have the editing power to turn my face into apocalyptic Elmo. (laughs) She I'm just ra- did. I'm raising my hands in like in like why why God why kind of a, like kind of a V but like a V to the sky but not like praise like like anger anger and panic and panic and then there's a fire shooting up behind me so so I told Kyle look I've stopped caring about homeschool long about March fifteenth okay <laughs> whatever happens happens let's just so when you when we go back to church. Yeah. And you see Kyle Denny. Yes. Just hug the man. Yeah. I mean, don't really, because he would absolutely hate that. And also, we might not be allowed to hug people. And we may never hug again. (laughs) Yeah. If you see him, just silently see his pain. You could just, like, do the, like, point your two fingers in your eyes and then point them in his eyes. Like, I see you, Kyle. Like, solidarity, Kyle. Yeah. Because Jessica Denny... The reason that I baited her into this conversation is because every time we brought up learn from home, all these fun new phrases, she said, oh, I don't do that. (laughs) That's Kyle's job. I don't do that. I don't know what's going on. I did forward emails Mm -hmm. and I encouraged Kyle many times. This is pass fail. Yeah. This is pass fail. Who cares? Said the seven. Said the seven. And also, like, kind of, like, I just felt like we have thrown in the towel on 2020. No, yeah. 2020 (laughs) and you and your your pandemic and your murder hornets. We we just can't anymore. (laughs) And your murder hornets. I just, yeah. It's just too much. And so, all that to say, I... I wish that I could I could translate that. I think he did when he realized, like, I'm not judging you on the way that you are homeschooling our third grader mm-hmm. because I literally could not care less. Like, mm-hmm. I, that sounds awful, but, I, y'all, I'm sorry, it's true. I could not care less. It was. I think you put it in the category where it belonged. I think you put it in the place where it belonged given everything else going on. Yeah, I mean, the world is on fire and Elmo, Elmo is upset. <laughs> Elmo's upset. And I just feel like Sukla Blukla Lukli Likomuku, that the app can just wait. I feel oh, like all the, got it. I was very confused. No, all those apps had like 
like Zookaboogle. Yes. Zookaboogle can yep. wait. I had, I, I in was Zookaboogle in my mental fetal position regarding the Zookaboogle didn't work yeah. every time we tried to post to Zookaboogle. Right. So I'm just like, And there was some sort of, yeah. Something yep. was going wrong. So now you had a different situation because, again, I have two children that are... I, 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 I always say uh, Kyle Denny is the Annie Mooney of men. Mm. And, um, That's a good and name. then, and my children are the Kyle Denny of children. Mm. Okay. So they are just kind of kids. chill. Yeah, they're good, but also just, they're just not real high strung. They're good unless Lincoln licks one of their cookies. Cookies. Yeah. And then it's kind of, yeah. It's wheels off. It's wheels off when Lincoln licks one of their Don't cookies. Don't lick my paint cookie. <laughs> Please. Yeah. But yeah, in general, they are pretty chill. I would say I am easily the most high-strung person in my home. Would you agree? I yes, but that that's not saying much because I, I would never describe you independently as high-strung. No, yeah, but you feel more high-strung internally than you present. Yes, well, well, my husband says I idle high. That could be true, but I mean, <laughs> I think you idle high in joy. You idle high in stress. So yeah, that, that's probably true too. But all that to say, that in general, I would say my household, being with my people has not been very stressful for me because the people that I live with are, they have convenient personalities for quarantine. Hmm. Does that make sense? I love that term. I do not relate to it, but I love it. Well, that's why I'm setting you yeah. up. And I use that term with purpose because I understand like there is not a better personality mm-hmm. or a worse personality but there certainly are more convenient personalities mm-hmm. yes. and I live with three conveniently mm-hmm. like people with convenient personalities mm-hmm. they're kind of low-key I How was homeschooling three out of four children with yes. your husband who normally does not work from home work from home that's though. right so I love that convenient to quarantine with. That's great. And I also, so I can kind of relate to different camps of moms out there. Mm -hmm. I've got a little bit of an older kid that was able to do some stuff more independently. I've got two middle kids that were not able to do lots of it independently. And I still have, I keep calling him a toddler. What's a three-year-old? I don't even know. Is that a toddler? She has a three-year-old that maybe needed to be tied to a chair so she could homeschool her If that was children. okay, I would have done it. I didn't, <laughs> but I would have loved to. Yeah. I mean, otherwise he was like um, smashing slime into carpets, etc. That's right. Yeah. No, I, Lincoln, my three-year-old boy, um, was the hardest part of quarantine but he and I we say was we're still technically safer at home yes. um he is probably the harder part of my day and Kaylin and I regularly talk about like we did not get a wallflower in the bunch of our kids you did not they all have very strong personalities and big opinions but very different very and none of them are the same and um I have always secretly wondered what it would be like to homeschool it was good to know that I don't want to. <laughs> and it was good for my kids to know they love school. Mm-hmm. Um, there was part of me that, uh, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to just look for the joy. Sure. And I was also... Is, were you looking for the joy when you were doing Bible Lego vignettes? 
I sent y'all the highlights. I did not send you the lowlights. Um, we did do... Well, you did text us. To be fair, Laura is also an emotionally honest person, too. She she did, she didn't necessarily photograph the low points, but you certainly did text us, Lincoln just broke some yes. oil glass water thing yes. into the park. I did. <laughs> you, I... Would, you would let us know, I'm, I'm on the verge of a meltdown. Yes. Not everything was Bible Lego story build off. Sure. But we did do that, and we did do the driveway art chalk with a heart in the middle of it. <laughs> yes. So, no, it was um, it was hard, and really, like you, I felt very burdened for the people that did not have a situation like us. But I think that can simultaneously exist with gratitude for my situation. Um. It's okay to be thankful for how we were blessed and how Kaylin's job was stable, how my my part-time job allowed for me to homeschool my kids. I think that was an important piece for us was just to be very aware of how grateful we were. Um, it made me grateful for real life that I have regularly in-laws and parents that are able to help watch my kids so I can work, but also to be aware of uh, the harder things that are going on out there, you know, like that abuse and anxiety and fear were... Yeah, and food insecurity. Food insecurity. I mean, I can't... I can be aware of those things, but I can't even imagine living like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important that we know, that I knew that my situation was not everybody's situation. And... Also, that I can't totally relate to what some people's situations are like. You know, I have a friend who um, volunteers, like, almost like a full-time job to the clothes closet or the RISD clothes closet in in this um, in our school district. And some of the things that she has told me about um, the lack of clothes that kids have, you know, a, a couple of pair of underwear nothing to wear, not even possible to wear to a, a school dance. Um, it's heartbreaking. And so I'm aware that that's out there too. And I, um, but at the same time, it's okay to be thankful and even celebrating. I celebrated that extra time with my kids. Sure. Um, yesterday I, I took a picture, Hank and Kyle were, so yesterday was a, was a Friday. It's a Saturday that we're recording this. It was a Friday, and Kyle was working from home, and he was sitting on our back patio with Hank, and the two of them are just talking and looking mm-hmm. at each other and having lunch, and it was, I, I like, I just took a picture of it because there has been, even though there have been, you know, periods of low-grade panic, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there have also been these like kind of beautiful moments mm-hmm. where I get to see like we've got to spend so much time with our children um and I feel like that that's been beautiful yes you have a kid that's on the cusp of she'll be driving before you know it she's already probably going, choosing yes. friends over yes. being here and so yes so we have a 13 year old that was like going and doing and never home mm-hmm. and um and then she was like quarantined mm-hmm and she would say, hey, mom, do you know what to show with me? 
Aww, and that. we've been watching Pride and Prejudice, the the BBC version together. Oh, so yeah. fun! It's been fun. Yeah, so stuff like that. And I've she doesn't act like she hates me and is embarrassed of me all the time. Super nice. Well, because friends aren't around, so she yeah. doesn't have to act that way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we've wanted to celebrate um, those moments. Now, there were times when my husband was upstairs working and kids were yelling and screaming downstairs, and I felt very stressed that he was on the phone and people could hear the reality of our lives. Um, there were times that he was up there and I would go throw myself on the bed and say, I don't even understand the point anymore and how can I be a, a therapist that talks to parents when I can't even do it? fire! Right? So there were those moments too and there were definitely the moments that I thought about kids that didn't know where their next meal was going to come from. Or didn't feel safe didn't except feel when they were safe at school. at home. That's yeah. right. So... It was heartbreaking, and it was amazing, and I am also very glad for when it ends, oh. when it totally ends. Um, I am an extrovert, and I love community, and I um, have felt so thankful that our small group is meeting, and I look forward to those meetings. I, we even looked, well, I, I'm going to say we, when I say we, in this case, I mean I. Mm-hmm. Um, we even enjoyed the Zoom meetings. I mean the we of me and Kyle, because in that being I, I Kyle was so over Zoom. Like one weekend, Kyle was <laughs> over Zoom. I also got to experience something really wonderful. And this is, again, when I wish that there was video attached to this, because I want y'all to know what it was like to be on zoom with laura seller's pace (laughs) it was amazing it was awesome laura is constantly like looking at the camera angle tilting her head and getting really close to the camera (laughs) every every meeting on zoom with laura is like laura's first time laura's first time on zoom it's every every there's something endearing about that yeah I think that is special. First time on Zoom. I want it to make sure it's working. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, if, so if when when we are back at church, physically seeing each other, if you guys want me, I may not be able to do a um, accent. I may not be able to do a vocal impersonation, but I am killer at physical impersonations, and I can totally do Laura on Zoom. It's a sight to behold. <laughs> I wasn't great at it. I'm still not. I am still seeing clients and my supervisees. <laughs> oh my gosh! And do do you do you ever do that 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 face? I have you? leaned in. I have also looked at my own screen more than I care to share. Um, I don't love it. I'm not good at it, and I'm ready for it to be over. Did you ever see that pie chart meme that came out during during this these these unprecedented times? That had like how like a Zoom meeting like the percentage of time you spend in each activity like in uh-huh. Zoom like is that really my neck? <laughs> <laughs> actual content. It's like thirteen percent of the time. Does my neck really look like that? <laughs> um, yes, I did see that, and things like that are ultimately that and Jesus, memes, gifts, and Jesus. Is what has gotten me through. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, for sure, me too. Maybe a small percentage, Kalen, but mostly the memes. I'm I'm mimicking a meme that was maybe my favorite, and I I hope that you're picking up on which meme it was. You have a mustache. Which one is it? 
Where I'm, I'm the the one where I sent you where you wear your mask under your nose. Oh yes, <laughs> I I shared that with a lot of people, and it's very inappropriate. <laughs> but it's funny. It's it is funny. funny. That trumps all, right? Yeah. Well, Laura, as we wrap up, why don't we talk about um, some some of the things just just because you and I both work in mental health, mm. like why don't we talk about some of the things like. Laura and I don't usually like to play experts on um, this podcast, but I do think this is maybe an appropriate place for us to talk about, like, some advice that we've shared with our patients about these hard times. Well, you know, ultimately, my advice is the same for clients, friends. um, Get help if you need it. If there is any, any part of you that thinks, I need to talk to somebody about this, I'm hurting, I'm scared, I'm low-grade panic. Counseling is the best investment you can make in your whole life. Yes. It is. It, it not only can help you get over a current hurdle, it can help you get over past hurts, past trauma. And if you don't have those things, it does not mean you should not go to counseling or cannot go to counseling. I think that counseling can also facilitate personal growth goal awareness and accomplishment. I mean, I'm just, I am such a believer in the process and I've seen people benefit from it abundantly. And, and, and I have also, um, gone when I think that I need it. I have clients that come in just for regular check-ins to be intentional about their mental health. So in addition to what we said, just about being emotionally honest and sharing what's going on for you is to Give yourself permission to make yourself, your mental health, your emotional well-being a priority, a financial priority, a a, a, a time priority. Um, I that that would be my biggest piece of advice because I think people think there is still stigma about medication. There is still a stigma about counseling that sure. something is wrong with you. And if you don't know if you need medication, a therapist, a counselor is a great place to start because they are usually very good at knowing when to refer to someone like me. That's right. Where where we're going to deal with it on the medical end of it. Because some of it we can work through with therapy and sometimes we don't have time or the severity is Mm -hmm. so such that it requires medication to really kind of get well and I know you I've referred clients to you before and I know that you don't just throw pills at a problem that you see the whole picture and you say that's why I refer patients to you right and so you say (laughs) like counseling yes and also there could be something chemical going on there 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 is something within your body that's happening and we treat yeah I think that this is kind of something everybody's heard maybe not but we treat our physical ailments so differently than we treat our mental hurts and our mental problems, which that sounds like a big statement. Sure. But I, I think that to destigmatize mental hurts is one of the biggest advocacy points that I try to make. Well, yeah. And I think sometimes people, because there is a 
metaphysical thing going on like with our brain and our consciousness that we don't always understand that a brain is part of our body too it is physical too Mm -hmm. so while there is a metaphysical metaphysical thing that happens with our soul our brain our conscience there's a physical part Mm -hmm. of our brain too that has to be addressed i love that because that sometimes is dysfunctioning and and so we so it's in it and working the the different branches of mental health can working together can kind of help figure that's a multifaceted problem that's like the overheart of thing but like here's some like cheater tips Mm -hmm. uh stay present Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that would be the one thing i think i've told patients uh i tell them about myself and i tell them for them stay in today like Mm -hmm. stay in today don't don't borrow trouble um trying to find the joy the comfort the peace that you have in this moment instead of fixating on an unknown uncontrollable future Mm -hmm. um, is going to be very effective for keeping you in a place of peace that's right that's one thing i've i've said to patients and the other thing I would say is limit your media. Amen. And um, and maybe even giving yourself time, time, time frames where you're you allow yourself to do media. Like for example, not googling death tolls at ten thirty at night. Probably not, not a great choice. Not a great choice. I would say maybe you maybe you might do one or two check-ins a day on news if that's healthy for you. I don't even think that's healthy for me. I do one. Okay, mm-hmm. um, two is too many. But I sometimes do none. Then, and that's okay too. But like doing, but making sure that you're limiting your media. And for right now, sometimes that's social media too because mm-hmm. um, there's lots of people having big feelings. And sometimes our big feelings, when we have big feelings, we've got our big, bad, protective selves bouncing all over and hitting on other people's protective selves, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't usually go pretty, and that can um, make the sensitive person kind of feel anxious, just the strife, even if it isn't their own strife. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you're limiting the time that you're exposing yourself to things that make you anxious. Well, and that's, to to me, that more than just me as a mental health counselor um as a person i think to just get away from technology and what that's doing to your brain checking in with social media checking in with a news outlet um just to get away from that and go and be present in a moment in real life with the human being with a human being that's why laura's making bible vignettes with legos (laughs) that's why Well, this has been so much fun. It was good to be back. I know. I'm, I'm glad to be in your physical pre- mm-hmm. presence. And I'm glad to just be talking to our listeners again. And I can't wait to like physically see your faces in church. And yes. um, in the meantime, I hope that this is that this podcast is just a source of reminding you of the friendships that we have in the community that we have at Dallas Bible. And um, we hope to be an extension of that. Yes. And I I would like to think of me and Jess as two safe places. If, if you're struggling, if you feel lonely, if you don't feel like you can share with your people or you don't feel like you have people, please reach out. Um, that, that, 
you know, I always tell my clients it takes about 20 seconds of bravery to, to reach out for help, to do something scary, and then you're in it and you just have to keep doing it. So if you think that you need some extra support, please reach out to us. Yes, I agree. Well, maybe next time, Laura, what do you think? Shall we... Sh- should we dive into the Enneagram next time? I would love like, it. Let's, we'll, go, we'll go super... I would love it a little bit less than you. Yes. But I will still love it. Yeah, but I'm like, Enneagram, we might do Enneagram part one, Enneagram part if two. If you want to know at least, what, 50% of the references that you'll make, you're going to want to know the Enneagram. Yeah, so, but it'll, it'll be a fun conversation yes. anyway. Um, so... Thank you guys so much for joining us for season three of Embarrassment of Riches. We hope you continue to join us all summer.